Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. still kind of nice. It's still kind of nice. Yeah. Good. Badass. Yeah. For some reason, it was always in my head like the Canadian side was beautiful and the American side was kind of like not so much. For no, whatever reason. It was still pretty good. Pretty incredible. <laughs> I was <gonna> say, <laughs> like, good. Okay. Good. Badass. All right. Anyways, don't focus too much on that. We're not talking about Niagara Falls. Okay. <laughs> 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 but we're talking about location near them. Welland Canal, Lake Erie, you know, still Canada. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's get into this now. This might be shocking to some people, but humans build boats. They do, and uh, they do, and people use these boats to tra- uh, to travel to and through the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Safe to say that happens. Canals using canals very much like or exactly like Welland Canal. And humans, well, we also hate being lonely. I mean, traditionally anyways. We like company, again, traditionally speaking. Mm-hmm. Communal species. I mean, sometimes too many people is too many people. I mean, who likes a crowd? I mean, really. And sometimes you just want to be left alone. And sometimes being away from people is better anyways because they could be carrying a novel coronavirus that is sweeping through your country. Ah, we're not talking about current events. No. Just leave it alone. Not doing that. Mm-hmm. But we are talking about people on a ship and their companions. Pals. Or a can... Uh, what's up? They're pals. <laughs> you... They're pals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or a companion. Also... In this write-up, I kind of use ships and boats interchangeably, but I probably shouldn't. They're not quite the same. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, right? But boat? in my head, I'm always like, like a boat's like a like navy-wise, it's like a submarine, but a boat is also like a ship. Anyways, doesn't so matter. yeah, so a boat is always a boat, and a ship is always a boat. But if it's bigger, it's a ship. I don't know. What? Where? Yep. Yeah. Like, okay. I do. I mean, anyways, we've again, we've also talked about that enough. Okay. But we're talking about a companion. Companion to a person. Okay. A pal. Mm-hmm. Staying on Companions. target. Companions. Exactly. Staying on course, just like a ship or hmm. a boat. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right. Because if humans aren't hanging out with other humans, chances are lonely sailors may be hanging out with the next best thing. Or rather, man's best friend. Okay. That's right. We're talking about a doggy. Nice. A doggy on a boat. Now, this boat doggy doesn't have a name. So do you like fun? 
Yeah. You want to have some fun? Sure. All right, let's name this doggy. What do you want to call him? First thing that comes to mind. Uh, I mean, Doesn't my matter. default dog name for do things it. I don't know is Hand Banana. So. <laughs> <laughs> hand Banana? Yeah. All right. No, that's good. That's what I wanted. Let me just make sure I don't forget Hand Banana. Let me just do a little fun thing I always like to do. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. This, I had a I had a placeholder out. name. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna do some mad. We're gonna do some mad libs here for hand banana. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, hang on a second because this is easier to do on the mobile. I'm using a computer. I don't know where this is. Where is this? Edit replace. Right. Mm-hmm. Find a replace. There he is. <laughs> replace with. Hand banana. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all right. Anyways. All right. Hand banana. Now, we've already named our beloved creature, this dog, but I'll tell you what kind of breed he is. He is a Newfoundland, which if anyone listening doesn't know, do you know what the dog looks like? I do, because I actually looked them up today. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> That's wild. Well, if anyone listening doesn't know what that breed looks like, give them an internet search, but I'll describe them to you Mm -hmm. since this is an audio medium. They are massive canines bred specifically to be a working man's dog. Most notably, they find themselves in the company of fishermen. Now, they are very furry, fur which is also water-resistant and cuddly. But again, they are huge. Which is why I was looking mass- at them earlier. They're, I mean, right? And then as soon as I kept, I just kept looking at them. I'm like, yeah, this dog is, well, it's big as a man. Like up to 140 pounds muscles. or something like that? Uh-huh. And their fur, I mean, and with the fur being all fluffy, they look even huger. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're massive. It beans. looks like a bear. It does look like a bear. Absolutely does. Their large muscles make them extremely powerful. And their webbed feet, because I don't know if they have webbed feet too, make them incredible swimmers. And they're very loyal to their friends. A real ride-or-die pup. Mm-hmm. Their docile and calm demeanor has given them the nickname the Gentle Giant. Additionally, these doggos are smart, capable. They'd appear to have an instinctual know-how when it comes to rescuing people who have fallen overboard, making them vital in procuring survivors during a shipwreck. There are stories of these good boys saving large groups of people, and a Newfoundland is credited with saving Napoleon Bonaparte himself. Hmm. Now, from the Complete Dog Book, that's the name of the book, the Complete Dog Book, quote, The Newfoundland's extremely large bones give it mass, while its large musculature gives it the power it needs to take on rough ocean waves and powerful tides. These dogs have huge lung capacity for swimming extremely long distances and a thick, oily and waterproof double coat which protects them from the chill of icy waters. Now, when it swims, end quote, when it swims, it also doesn't do a typical like doggy paddle thing. Its legs do like a down and out motion. So like, it's almost like a flipper type kind of thing, like down and out, kind of like swishing to the sides as opposed to like a little paddle like a dog, you know? Mm -hmm. Nobody can see what I'm doing, but I'm paddling with my hands like a dog. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, get the idea. You can, it's just keep doing it. It looks so cute. (laughs) Why was that the dog sound? Anyways, it doesn't matter. 
But then the waterproof coat, you know, double protects them again, like I said, the icy waters. And when it swims, I said that already, doggy paddle, down and out, baby, down and out. Mm-hmm. And, and they also, these dogs come in a variety of colors, white and black, so like a mixture, you know, spotted almost, mm-hmm. gray, brown, and solid black. Again, they can be immensely strong, very aquatic, big black dogs. All right. So we're talking about a ship. The ship we were talking about, it's called the Mary Jane. The Mary Jane was traveling through Welland Canal with its human crew and its mascot. None other than our beautiful Newfie behemoth, Hand Banana. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Around 140-ish years ago, the vessel, vessel, the vessel was built in 1862. If Han Banana was a stereotypical Newfie, he was kind, sweet, just as lovable a beast as there could be. Perfect. I'm sure he loved. I'm sure he loved playing fetch on the deck of the ship. If that's a thing sailors did with dogs on boats or ships, say you ship and boat in the same sentence. Who cares? <laughs> now. Newfies have big lips, big jowls, and they constantly drool when they get excited or overheated. So whoever was playing with him would need to have a rag on hand to wipe the slime from his face. As the owner of a previous giant dog is just slime town all the time. Mm-hmm. Just drools, drip. Get a towel, shove it in his face. They don't care too much. They're big and docile creatures. Just shove it in there. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens next is kind of a mystery. Maybe... Hand banana was playing fetch, or maybe the waters were especially rocky, but hand banana was tossed, flung, flew. He exited the ship and he fell overboard Uh-oh. to the icy waters below. So, hand banana might be in trouble. Hmm. Now, the crew of the Mary Jane heard a splash. And rushed over to see him using his powerful strokes again and down and out to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. At first. Soon he started to fall behind or kind of lag behind the ship. Are they not slowing? Or stopping? Oh, they're just, no, they're just still going. Oh, they're like, oh, that yeah, sucks. They didn't, they didn't slow down. So yeah, as he did lag behind, maybe something changed. I don't know what, but as he lagged behind, the crew started to taunt him. Why? <laughs> Laughter broke out as the crew mocked their struggling friend. Yeah, what? I mean, if he was their friend, they certainly weren't treating him like one. I mean, right? Yeah. The dog flies off the ship and they're making fun of him. Just they made a... Qu- they. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that this, doesn't this bad, seem like this, what you would do if your friend fell overboard. No, it's kind of a, yeah, not great. So, like, was he their friend? He, he was the so. ship's. Ma- he did think so. He was very loyal to these guys. Hand banana. I forgot what I was going to say because I said hand <laughs> banana. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. What was I going to say? It wasn't written down, but I had a thought. And I just lost it. Hold on. We'll get it back. 
Uh, maybe we won't. It's fine. Yeah. Well, Hand Banana did believe, in fact, that they were friends. Every, they were a team. He's loyal. It's his, mm-hmm. it's his shipmates. Well, they made a, quote, cruel sport out of it. Cruel sport is in quotes. So, like, what? This taunting him, making fun of him, jeering him. Well, but Hand Banana was strong, and the water couldn't stop him, and it didn't. So even though the boat wasn't slowing, he was like, nothing's going to keep him down. The waves and torrents could not stop him. And they didn't. But soon, a loud crunch was heard as the ship passed through the canal locks as the gate closed on Hand Banana. Oh, okay. So, on on him? On him. He's in oh. the... He's, yes. Oh, no. He's, he's wedged in between these doors, the gate. Not hand banana. Hand banana is in a rough spot. So, the gate closed on hand banana, crushing his body and lodging what was left of his corpse within it. Hmm. This, of course, also trapped the Mary Jane in the canal because... The gate was wedged so it was closed. Like he was, his carcass was in there so tight they couldn't open up the docks and gates, and they couldn't. Huh. I mean, this trapped Mary Jane in the canal and forced the crew to spend hours removing Han Banana's mangled remains from the gate. That's a bummer. It's a big dog, and it made a big mess. Yeah. Well. There was Han Banana. How'd you like him? Huh. He he was a good boy, wasn't he? Seemed like Until it. He wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was loyal with his friends playing, and then little did he know he would be betrayed. His whole team would just pull a heel move out of nowhere. Didn't see it coming. Yeah, just taunt him, and then... It's like, yeah, ha-ha, and then... Oh. He's like, guys, just slow the boat down. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm coming. Why are you, why are you still going? Guys? Guys? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that's a bummer. If you if you still have images of cute Newfies, pull up on your computer, smartphone, or whatever Star Trek device you have at your disposal. Look at it. Stare into its eyes. And now imagine that adorable, fluffy, size of a Harley Davidson motorcycle dog contorted between two heavy doors of canal lock gates. Are you staring at him yet? I'm working on Looking it. at him? Looking at him? Black Newfie? Stare at him. He's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Now, imagine his cries. Think about how his immense size prevented the Mary Jane, which is a schooner, from continuing on its journey. In death, Hand Banana held up the Mary Jane from moving onward at its usual pace. And that's quite a... Uh, it's quite a uh, roadblock. Mm-hmm. It's a dog. And a, it's a dog and a gate. So, in death, he fucked up their travels for that day. Mm-hmm. After death? What did he do after he died? Well, on November 19th, 
1881. The Mary Jane was transporting telephone poles when a thunderstorm caused it to crash into Port Rowan, Ontario. One Toronto Telegram article from 1931 states, quote, There was no storm, no squall, no anything to account for her not arriving at her destination. Remnants, so end quote there. So one report says a thunderstorm wrecked the ship. Another report says there was no remnants and it just kind of never, never to be seen again. That initial report that I mentioned said remnants of the shipwreck were said to be found near Dunkirk, New York. But the other one again states there was nothing left of the Mary Jane, that she had just fell off the face of the earth. From that article, quote, She could not have disappeared more completely if the bottom had dropped out of Lake Erie and had taken her with it. End quote. Its nine crew members were never recovered. Now, while the Mary Jane was docked at Port Colborne, I'm sure there's a more Canadian way to say that, but Port Colborne, uh-huh. it's hard for me to say. But anyways, I won't say it again. Ontario, before it set off its doomed journey, I'm going to read from that article again. Just bear with me. All right, so the Mary Jane was, quote, waiting for a fair wind up Lake Erie. Again, this is before it left the dock. Okay. On its fate, its fated adventure. At last, the flies of her truck stiffened and straightened out with the first faint whispering of an offshore, offshore slant. Quote, she'd home the... F- for topsail and let go your lines, quote, sang out the old man. The tug belched black smoke and she began to move out of the pier. While her starboard fenders were still scrubbing the string piece, a shaggy black Newfoundland poked a head, quote, with lolling tongue and eyes like coals of fire, end quote, above the cedar posts of the port side, shambled across the deck load and left ashore, quote, now, where did that brute come from? Quote, asked Tinny, Gr- uh, Tinny Garner, who worked in the elevator. Quote, them posts is 20 feet above the water, and he must have come up the side and over them like a fly. From the wheelhouse of the tug alongside, of course, said his practical mate. Quote, well, where did he go? And quote, gasped Tinny, gaping from their perch among the grain bins. He just seemed to touch the dock and go out of sight. Quote, after a cat was the logical answer. Hmm. That's right. On the dock before Mary Jane left, witnesses saw a massive black Newfoundland with, quote, lolling tongue and eyes like coals of fire leap from the schooner and evaporate into thin air as it landed on the dock. Now, did it scurry away after a cat? Or did it flee back behind the veil that it now calls its home, only to reappear again when the time would come to fulfill its new destiny? So let's just hover there for a moment. Okay. A uh, dog died. Mm-hmm. And then the ship it was on, the crew who abandoned it, and then it was met, a, met its demise. Mm-hmm. And she vanished without a trace. And before it left... A big, black, massive dog with burning red eyes jumped off the boat and then just evaporated into thin air. Sounds problematic. Mean? What does that mean? Yeah, hmm. what's that about? I mean, they tend to not be uh, good omens. They tend not to be, exactly. That's not great. Because, I mean, our buddy here, Hand Banana, is a big, black dog. Mm-hmm. Now, whether bound by curse or filled with vengeance, 
whether a bad actor or merely an ominous omen of tragedy to come. Once the black dog of Lake Erie boarded a ship, its fate was sealed. Even though he is known as a black dog of Lake Erie, not all his ships sank in the Erie. He got around. Often. Often ships sinking outside of Erie credited to the black dog of Lake Erie. Huh. So, I mean, that's usually what happens. It happens a lot that it's just he's he's around. Because, uh-huh. you know, um, Ontario, all these lakes, the Great Lakes are connected, if anyone did not know that. Uh-huh. Well, that same Toronto Telegraph article, which is a dramatized retelling of the legend rather than pure facts by J.J. O'Connor, District Magistrate for Thunder Bay. It's quite the title, by the way. Yeah. District Magistrate of Thunder Bay. Before mm-hmm. being a magistrate, 40 years before he was a magistrate, he worked as a sailor boy, and he tells the story of an American three and after that worked in the grain trade that traveled between Kingston and Chicago in the year of 1875. From that article, I'm going to jump back to it. Bear with me. Quote, The helmsman, the only man awake in the ship, was humming a broken tune from a Chicago dance hall and staring at the bubble in the compass and wondering whether compass alcohol would be any good as a refill for the dwindling bottles of hooch bought in South Clark Street. So this guy's getting thirsty. He's running out of booze here. Right. Suddenly he let out a yell out of him. What? That's what he yelled? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly he let a yell out of him. Yeah, that's normal. Suddenly he let a yell out of him, which brought the mate and the lookout back from dreamland with a jerk and turned out the watch below as though the Jenkins were on her beam's ends in a squall. And the name of that ship is, I said the Jenkins, I don't know if I mentioned it before, it was the C.T. Jenkins. Okay. So... The Junkins were on her beam's ends in a squall. In a moment, the helmsman was surrounded by half a dozen excited questioners, all asking, What is it? What is it? The black dog, he gibbered. The black dog. It came up over the weather rail in the moonlight, all black and bristling, not a hair of it wet, and it walked across the deck and over the lee rail and into the lake without a splash. The captain had been boiled hard in his native Kinkakee, Illinois, and could spot DTs a mile away. See, see if this'll make a splash, said he frisking the sailor's hip pocket as neatly as a detective landing a gangster's revolver. Overboard spun the bottle. Huh. So he took... Right? Uh-huh. Cook, make him some coffee, strong enough to float the kedge anchor. And you, blank you, get to your bunk and keep your conversation hatch on as soon as you've stowed what the cook gives you, see? Blame this man's intoxication for him seeing this crazy creature. Yeah. Maybe. The ex-helmsman's perceptive faculties were quickened by a swift kick, which would have wrecked his corn juice container had it remained in situ. He saw stars, moons, and comets later before the mule's kick coffee brought blessed relief. Blessed relief. He began to see enormous black dogs running up the rigging. The memory of that kick and that bruise stayed with him until the C.T. Jenkins towed into Port Colborne. Two days later, and got her square sail yard a cockbill, and her jaboon topped up, and catheads and Davids folded back for canaling down to Lake Ontario. This was written by a man who knows a lot about boats. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <coughs> this man knows a lot about boats. 
Mm-hmm. And I also, I am, I am not on his level as far as boats go. Nope. Or ships, whatever he wants to call them. Those were the days of the open bar. And the Chicago Seer was soon surrounding Canadian rye and surrounded by Canadians listening with awe to his account of the moonlit portent of Lake Erie. The black dog, as big as a bull by this time, the story, of course, grows, which had crossed the C.T. Jenkins deck and disappeared without a splash. After the third round, the animal had grown to the size of an elephant, and the narrator marveled that it had not capsized the schooner. He returned on board and tearfully besought all hands to leave the ship and save themselves from the wrath to come. It was a sign, he insisted. A certain sign. The captain bestowed a second well-directed kick, which lifted the prophet onto the dock. He hurled his dunnage bag after him and told him not to dare to show his face again. So, like, this this man sees this kick him off the boat. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But at Port Robinson, the poor devil again appeared and begged the captain in all hands to tie the schooner up and abandon the voyage and so save their lives. So, I mean, this man's all in on the black dog right here. He yeah. knows this isn't good. He's like, guys, we got to get off the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I had to time. look up what a schooner was just to see if I'm in the right mindset here. Were you? Yeah, I was pretty close. Uh, Badass. Yeah, two sails, small, small-ish ship. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you've if you've got if you're looking up boats, um, look up what is a three and after, because that seems like it's it's is that a schooner too? Three. It looks like it's a schooner too. Three and after. That's what it, yeah three hyphen after three hyphen and hyphen after. They didn't pull up anything. The, oh, well, who knows? 1931. I don't know what terms are going on back then. Because it says the C.T. Jenkins was a white American three and after. Or maybe that's a type of, this type of, uh, like, routed hat or whatever. Maybe. Or it's haul, how it hauls. Anyways, it's not, that's not very, that's not important to the story. So, yeah. He kept trying to get him off the boat. But, I mean, he was driven off with blasphemy and belaying pins. But at every stopping place, the C.T. Jenkins slowly stepped down to Lake Ontario. There were 26 rungs in the ladder then, and horses towed the vessel from lock to lock. He would bob up, wail his warning, and dodge. So this man's chasing the boat. Hey, don't don't go. You know, get back here. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, his last appearance was when the tow horses were being unhitched after he had been dragged across the pond above Moore's dry dock. So he keeps trying to let him know. Don't go. But don't they go. went. They went. You yeah, don't go. Come back. I wasn't that drunk. I know what I saw. But I was pretty drunk. I was thinking about drinking stuff from the compass. I was really wasted, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh-huh. really drunk, but I know what I saw. And so the magistrate had this to say. Because the late magistrate J.J. O'Connor of Port Arthur, from whom these facts were gathered, was a sailor before the mast in the schooner Medalga. Magdala. Magdala? Yeah, Magdala. Right, it was November 1865. Quote, I was in the Magdala, upbound from Oswego to Toronto the same night, said he. Quote, we had a lively time in the November sou'wester, touched some high spots, but weathered the gale in good shape, double reefed all around. It's a lot of Navy terms. I don't, you know, boat terms. Nautical. 
Yeah, no, that's that's. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for, and I said navy terms. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Nautical's what I meant. I was like oceanic. That's not what I want to say. And well, the Magdala was a smaller vessel than the Jenkins, and we were light, where she was loaded. Of course, it would be in her favor that she had the wind behind her, while we had to beat against it. We did not hear of her loss until days afterwards. She foundered in Lake Ontario that night, somewhere between Port Dalhousie and Oswego. The story of the man of the Jenkins and what he saw or thought he saw went the rounds and created a revival of sailor superstitions, which did not fade for many a day. It got particularly wide circulation, for at the end of a fortnight of westerly gales, 75 sailing vessels lay in Kingston Harbor, grain-laden from the upper lakes, and of course the crews visited, and every forecastle was filled with the story of the Black Dog. Captain Henderson, a marine artist, made a picture of the whole fleet leaving Kingston when the uh, westerlies tie up. The article ends with asking for a picture of those boats, but there's no picture in the article. But the point is, somebody else saw the black dog, another ship sank, and then that story circulated to an entire port full of how many ships was there? Entire fleet? 70-something. Yeah, I said a number, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, 75 ships full of sailors. So the story gets to them, and they spread it around, and that helps proliferate, proliferate the legend. Mm-hmm. The Black Dog of Lake Erie. But again, more boats besides the uh, the Jenkins were taken out by the Black Dog, supposedly. This is from the book Haunted Anchor Bay, Michigan. The Thomas Hume sank on May 21st, 1891 in Lake Michigan. The story goes that the schooner had been sailing along with another ship, Ruth Simmons, when a gale caused Ruth Simmons to turn around and head for a safe harbor. The Thomas Hume and its crew vanished into the dark waters. No traces of the ship or crew were found until the vessel was finally discovered in 2005. The phantom black dog also shows up in Michigan folklore, having been seen on the Isaac, you know, the Jenkins and the Phoebe Catherine before they sank as well. It only stands to reason that if the black dog shows up in other ships, in other great lakes besides Lake Erie, then it is feasible that the animal could have appeared on some of the ships that sank on Saint Lake, uh, Lake St. Clair. Some sailors, being a superstitious lot, may not have reported all the sightings of the phantom dog in ships before they ran into trouble and or sank. Or maybe the black dog just doesn't leave many witnesses. Uh-huh. The loss of many ships from across the Great Lakes has been attributed to our nefarious Newfoundland, who again may just be a bad omen. Perhaps he is a warning of those who see him. I hate when I don't say words the way I want to. Perhaps he is a warning and those who see him have a chance, albeit a slim chance of avoiding their fate. Although the legend checks, he was a good boy who suffered a horrible accident as his crew laughed at his misfortune before being obliterated by a canal lock gate. I'm pretty confident this dog is out for blood. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That'd kind of piss you off, wouldn't it? Yeah. You think your boys abandon you? think your boys are your boys and they abandon you? You're like, what the fuck, guys? And they get yeah. crushed by this contraption? Yeah, I don't even know what this is. I'm just trying <laughs> to get back on the boat. Yeah, hey, guys, and... where are going? Yeah. And then... Uh-huh. The... I think it's interesting, like this whole story of the black uh, black dog of Lake Erie, because he has a very terrestrial origin story. I mean, like he started out as like a normal dude, and then became a bad dude. 
he isn't explicitly tied to Satan, any pagan myths, or hellhounds in general, besides of the, you know, but, but he seems to fulfill the same role and function. So that's what he does, though. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if, due to the circumstances of his death, the League of Hellhounds, that's what I'm calling them, by the way. Yeah. Okay. The League of Hellhounds just, you know, drafted him into the Hellpound. I'm also calling it that. <laughs> that's, where they, that's where they're from. The Hellhounds are from the Hellpound. That's also. Okay. <laughs> and gave him the tools he needed to enact his revenge. Perhaps we're getting a glimpse at an honest-to-God Hellhound origin story. Are all Hellhounds good boys who were treated badly in life? And is this how the Hellpound replenishes its ranks? Interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Right? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Why not? It flo- It flows for me. Fuck. Mm-hmm. They say all dogs go to heaven. But what if some dogs on their way there, someone's like, hey, man, come here for a second. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. You want to do something about, you want to do something about this? My core, I, I was all mangled in these gates. My bones were broken. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know what to call them. And I they, know were they were laughing bones. at me. Yeah, they were like, ha, 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 because I was a dog swimming. I'm a fucking powerful ass dog. Mm-hmm. And like the, uh, the legion at the hellpound is like, hey, man, you want to be an even more powerful dog? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Could I have caught up to that boat? Yep. Man. Then yeah, you know what put tele- me in. Do you know what teleporting is? No. Like, hey, let me show you a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Well, here is a random poem I found from user Zbird posted to allpoetry.com. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sailors, beware the howl of phantom black dog for another ship will soon go down. The black dog's revenge on those who laughed and mocked him as he floundered and drowned. The big black Newfoundland, the ship's mascot, leapt into the freezing Lake Erie. Happily beside his ship he did swim, when in the rough waves he grew weary. He struggled and cried as he went under, looked for rescue from a friend, but no one on board tried to help save him from his terrible end. He could hear the sailors' cruel taunts, and he was crushed by the gates of the lock. His broken body workers had to free for the ship to reach the dock. Oh, from the poem, it sounds like he got ahead of the boat. Like it was leaving. Interesting. Hmm. Later that night as the sailors slept, an eerie sound filled the bog. It was a sad and mournful cry of the ghost of the phantom black dog. Today, sailors still shake in fear. Whenever the story is told of how that poor dog was left to drown in the Lake Erie water so cold. Holy hmm. shit, man. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's intense. That's intense, right? It's pretty good. Well, well, I wasn't, I'm not sure if she wrote the poem or she simply had it in her possession. I kind of think she wrote it. I mean, after Z-Bird, she says this after posting the poem. I knew it was a, a woman because of her profile picture. Picture a uh, maybe late, probably like early 50s-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just an image. I grew on the shores of Lake Erie. I grew on. I'm pretty sure she typed grew up. Thanks, computer. She didn't grow on. I don't think she did that, but maybe it was a typo. What can you do? Mm-hmm. I grew on the shores of Lake Erie. Not wrong, I guess. 
And this is a poem written around one of the local legends. Some say if you are quiet by the docks at night, you can hear the dog's mournful cry. Now, one thing is for certain. The Great Lakes are home to many haunted stories. And our boy, Hand Banana, <laughs> the black dog of Lake Erie. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> is one of many terrors that haunt their waters. But that's the story of the black dog of Lake Erie and the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Some sort of portents of trouble on the waters. Yes, trouble on the waters. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. And, and yeah, Hellhound origin story. I really do imagine him saying, hey, you want an upgrade? Hey, man, yeah. are you mad? Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. I thought they were my friends, and now I'm fucking dead. Well, yeah, I got smashed in a lock. Yeah, it was a terrible way to die. It's not a good. I know it was kind of. I mean, I guess in retrospect, it's funny because, like, you know, I, I'm they they had to wait many hours to drag my remains from the the lock gate. That's kind of something. But is there anything else I can? Yeah, man, we got something you can do. Yeah, that was the beginning of his curse. It was. Uh huh. But yeah. It's a cool little hellhound story mm-hmm. about how about how a cute little dog by the name of Hand Banana grew up to be a merciless, bloodthirsty, ship-sinking hellhound. I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's one of those bangers. Just kind of... He's there. It's what he does. Yeah. Possibly a, a, a bad omen. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And like he's totally discon like he's I mean he just comes out of nowhere and then he eventually fulfills the role of the bad omen of the hellhound the black dog we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Has he been hanging out with the black shuck? Is he did he draft him? I don't know. Maybe. It's black shuck's been around a while. He, he might have been like this... Mm, this guy. I can recruit hey, this s- guy. They saw potential. Like, yeah man, get over here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we need to I mean, Black Shucks in England is like, we got we to gotta get some more representatives in North America here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, Newfoundlands are massive dogs. Yeah, they're big. That's like what I picture a black dog being, except maybe not as cute and fluffy. Mm-hmm. You know, but... They're pretty fluffy. They are pretty fluffy. <laughs> I'm sure if you cut their hair, they'd look fucking terrifying, though. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> this, this muscly beast. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I saw, that... that Late night drive down it's in a uh, shaved Kendall County. It's a shaved Newfoundland. I mean, it's fucking huge. You said you nailed it when you said it's a dog that looks like a bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big. They're real big. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess uh, if anybody's seen a hellhound, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And then yeah, let be- us know best how it wishes. went. Yeah. And let us know how it went. And all the uh, social medias, the. Uh, Facebook, Instagrams, Patreon, Behind the Veil, where we continue the conversations we have here. If you want to support the show, it's a pretty cool thing. We appreciate you doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. Coming to you straight from the Hellpound. Ooh, Hellpound. Think about it. Yeah. Help. Weird and feared, baby. Stay spooky, guys. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs>